Hello, I'm your host, Michaela Marshall, and this is Welcome to the Hellmouth. Hi, I'm your host, David Lindley. This is the Buffy podcast that didn't expect shirts with numbers on them to be such a big thing this season. Hellmouth? Hellmouth. Like, I haven't been paying enough attention, but are we five for five? Uh, oh, five for five. I don't know. That's, it's probably not. I don't not. think so. I think we're only like three three for five. Yeah. yeah. I feel like the first two episodes were possibly number three. They were also f- populated with mainly the same outfits. So that. Wait, no, the first two episodes did have numbers in them. That was where it all started. Anyway, mm-hmm. I don't know the exact <laughs> statistics, but it's a lot and it continues this episode. So this is season six, episode five, Life Serial, original air date, October 23rd, 2001. That is serial as in the killer or as in the sequential uh, <laughs> events or some such. Or maybe, you know, the serial comics or books sort of thing. Not like breakfast serial. You, you feel that the listeners are better now for knowing how the word serial was spelled? I feel like I don't remember 100%, but I think I asked you last week and you dodged the question for no reason. I told you that Buffy was working in a cereal factory. Right. Which is just untrue and it gives me the wrong impression of what type of cereal we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, it was incredibly misleading. The end. <sighs> Story garbage of human. Yeah, that's Speaking me. of garbage, Buffy's back and we don't find out what happened with Angel. <laughs> so... Yeah, as we were, I think, discussing last episode, on the Angel episode following this one, you also don't find out what happened on a- with- between Buffy and Angel. And apparently there is a comic called Reunion that takes place in between these two episodes. But even in the comic, you don't find out what happened at the meeting. I give zero shits. <laughs> Buffy's like, oh, it was intense. And I'm like, you know what? Actually, I'm just glad that I didn't have to see it. <laughs> right? Like, I definitely don't want to watch whatever that was. No. Oh, God. Especially with Buffy being all, like, unable to emotionally connect with anyone. <laughs> and potentially interested in a new man. Or demon? (sighs) What is this? Anyway, she returns to Sunny D with some fried chicken parts for everyone, and that is nice. Willow's shirt is nice and stripy, and I've got a couple pictures from here. I think you've got at least one. Yeah, I do. Uh, So the first one was just a complete accident for me, and it's called (laughs) Enchanting Face, because Buffy's (laughs) making just a really weird face for no reason. I don't even know what emotion to describe this as. 50? She looks about 50. It's like she's made of wax. Yeah, it's she like, is waxing. Yeah, it's like a wax museum Buffy. I think it's she's terrifying. just about to talk, but yes, it's oh, so weird. I, oh, it's, I hate it. Wow, good job. <laughs> My next picture also has Tara making <laughs> classic <laughs> Tara <done>? face. <laughs> Listen, this was not intentional. I just fucking got these pictures and didn't want to do anything. But we see Willow's stripy shirt. We see T- Tara's whatever shirt 70s. that is. They're really oh, dressing so Tara in 70s gear recently. Oh, man. Next thing you know, they'll be wearing corsets or some nonsense. <laughs> so Willow's shirt has red in it, but I actually don't mind it because that's not the only color. It's yeah. one of the stripe colors, but... The other ones make it a little bit more muted, and I think this is a good shirt with her hair. I think it, yeah, it goes well with her hair and doesn't make her look like a carrot. Yeah. So very well done there. Poor Tara and her stupid face. I've captured Dawn with her, what I've called rah-rah, because she's wearing a shirt with a hard-to-see cheerleader on it that's just so red and sky blue. It's It's so bright. Oh, man. Very primary. So primary. Yeah. Yeah. Wonderful. (laughs) So what is Buffy going to do with her life? Is she going to go back to school, maybe get a job, go back to a school job? Who knows, you know? They've got money trubs and going back to school seems like a reasonable thing to do in the face of that. Does it, though? It does not. It doesn't. And she can't even register, so all she's doing is auditing classes for now. And that's fine, If she's going to do that in the evenings after her full-time job where she makes money. 
Yeah, after her job. She needs yeah, a job. Like a job would be great for this whole, mm. you know, bills thing. Bills, 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 as they say. As they do. So the trio is going to test the Slayer. See what her powers are. Tests. So they can gather data and make graphs about her, probably. <laughs> I mean... It's going to be a lot less graphs and a lot more weird, imagined, yeah, grossness, really. Yeah, some sort of puking Basically. noise, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, they're working on their surveillance van, and I remembered this van, but, like, nothing to, that happened with it. So, yay, there's a surveillance van. I think this is the main episode that features this van. So Probably. I'm feeling like you have a strange level of memory for this season. Maybe I don't even remember the van, you know? And it's just it's me just making things up. It's just a black van? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I just think like, oh, maybe I remember that. Who knows? Yeah. Whatever. So I have, I have a picture of part of the van. Oh, thank <laughs> God. Okay. I did not get a picture of Andrew's dumb as oh, fuck hair. Oh, my God. It's awful. They just can't help themselves. Like, he's got... I'm going to call it orange hair. I I yeah. hesitate to call it red because it's just straight up orange. And an orange shirt and a yellow shirt. And he's just so orange. Gotta love how big the button-up orange shirt is on him. <laughs> it's huge, yeah. <laughs> it's like at least five sizes too big for him. And his hair is so dumb and he <sighs> matches so well with all of the rest of him. And it's just so awful. They Why, do Andrew? generally Why? dress the nerds in things that are too large for them because it yeah. just makes them look more pathetic, right? That's true. Just wear clothes that fit, guys. It's okay to wear clothes that fit properly. Well, I'm glad that you got a picture of that. And look at our sweet Death Star. Man, I have to say that the pop culture references portion of the wiki has mm -hmm. tripled in size since these guys <laughs> showed up. <laughs> <laughs> that is to be expected, I feel. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> so, yes, Buffy's going to audit a semester at school. She is back in school. She's going to some bullshit class with <laughs> Willow. And all of these students are way too engaged. Michaela. Oh, they're so keen. Fuck. How many of them do you think are drunk right now? Like 50% at least. No, I think none of them are drunk, what? which is completely insane. Because some of them so should keen. be. <laughs> uh, no, drunk drunk students aren't keen. Are they? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, How drunk just, are they? Oh, uh, it's such a Hung nonsense class. Aren't keen. Oh, drunk yeah. students, I would argue, are very keen. Actually, so yes, there are fewer than expected hungover students yes. in this college class. Far more drunk students, apparently, <laughs> yeah. and they're just all so gung-ho and hanging on this teacher's every word. Mike, he's cool. We get oh, to call him his so first cool. name. Yeah. Yeah, oh, and Buffy's so, so taken aback by this, and you're like, <laughs> okay, sure, I guess. <laughs> yeah. It's just a, a garbage class for garbage humans, and Buffy is feeling very out of her depth here. That's mostly on Willow, I think. Like, Willow knows... What the format of this wacky class is, yeah. it's partway through the semester, so everyone already is coming in with a bunch of shared knowledge, and of course Buffy's going to feel out of her depth. Anyone would in this insane class. Yeah. <laughs> and Willow should have prepped her, like, a lot better before doing this. <laughs> yeah, you need to do all of the reading for yeah, this class. absolutely. The teacher says one thing, asks a question, and then Every student can, without fail and without stuttering at all, rhyme off the correct answer. Eloquently rhyme it very off. Very eloquently, yeah. Oh my yeah. god. Especially given the very hazy format of the subject matter, which is like <laughs> individual realities or yeah. some nonsense. It's very vague, seemingly. Yeah. Like, Willow is having a conversation with Buffy and then manages to just jump right on in there. <laughs> Buffy, that's ridiculous. They are no smarter than you or me. Willow. Because social phenomena don't have unproblematic objective existences. They have to be interpreted and given meanings by those who encounter them. Nicely put. <laughs> oh, that was a good gag. I liked that. Oh, poor Buffy. God, I felt so bad for her. Yeah. It's... 
the worst thing, right? Like, this is the nightmare version of a class, but it's happening in real life to her. It's legitimately the worst class for her to go to. Oh, it's so bad. Art appreciation sounds much better. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So Buffy and Tara are wandering through the halls after this. And uh, Warren bumps into Buffy, but he's incognito Avenger style. He's got a (laughs) hat on. Oh, it's so inconspicuous. So inconspicuous. He plants some sort of um, disc, tiny disc on her. Yeah. Yeah tracker it's apparently an inhibitor which sounds fun it inhibits the shit out of buffy and she misses some time which is good stuff okay so before we get to that uh, my picture is actually before all this happens oh yeah right okay fantastic you did get a picture of this we've both done this (laughs) i've called it number gate (laughs) (laughs) uh but the eight is an eight ah yes and it's an eight on her sweater so, yeah, Buffy's got an eight on her sweater. It's like the the old eight ball on there. I've called it Illuminati because, yeah. or Illuminati confirmed. Yeah. Sorry, yes. because seriously, seriously, it's a fucking conspiracy. Number here. gate, you guys. Number gate. So I wanted what to capture fuck? not only that, but also this mm-hmm. insane red square bag Buffy has. Everyone's yeah, there are a couple things happening bags. here. The square bags are yeah. really in Tara's. Looks like a reusable shopping bag from it everything sure I can see. Yeah, and then Willow's just in full-on orange. Full so orange. orange. Yeah. Oh my god. It, the upper sleeves have a bit of a, like, Wicca lesbian flair to they them. They do. That's, a, that's the only thing to call them. Yeah. And her hair is just super straight. So straight. Everyone's hair is pretty straight. Buffy's has a little bit more going on, but yeah. Yeah, Buffy's is fun. I like hers. Mm. So yes, I was glad that you got a picture of this. This is one of the things that I was like, eh, Michaela's captured this. And then I saw the number eight on her sweater. And you were like, So I had to get at least one picture of it. (laughs) Oh my God, what the fuck is happening here? Honestly, I didn't expect this to be... Such a thing? thing. God, I know. Okay, so the inhibiting of Buffy. Okay, it's, I'm, I've got so many problems with this. I've got one large problem. Okay, I guess that's what I mean. I guess two large problems. (laughs) So... The inhibitor seems to sort of slow down time. Well, Buffy slows down, I guess. Time speeds up for Buffy. Yes. And what is she doing while she is being inhibited? Is she just standing there with like a blank look on her face? Uh, So it's that. And then as she's moving around, because she starts moving around later or after Tara's class. And it's everyone's like zipping around around her. And I figure she's just going super slowly on her hands and knees across the quad. Yeah. Yeah. And this is all happening, but it's it's not slow up from the outside perspective cuz the nerds see her on the TV and <sighs> it is not slow at all and that's my first major problem with it. Like, yeah, what is everyone else seeing here? And regardless of whether <sighs> I I don't know. Like it there's no way to to wrap my head around it such that it makes sense. And like from no. Tara's perspective, this is my second large problem with it. What? what? This paints such a weird picture of Tara who right? will walk away from Buffy entirely and not acknowledge that there's anything wrong with her friend who is standing stock still. Doesn't try to stock wake her up. Still. Yeah. Doesn't try to do anything to help her. Just wanders away. When Buffy comes out of being inhibited and she's like, Tara? Tara? Where did you go? I'm like, where did she go? Where did she go? She went to class? Like, what? What was she, Buffy doing? <laughs> she then came out of class, yeah, saw Buffy, was like, that's weird, and then left her again. What? Like, mid-sentence, Buffy stops talking and Tara wanders away like it's no big thing. Tara, fuck? a magic user, <laughs> is just... And the other problem that I have is just the premise of this is that Warren, this is Warren's test for Buffy. Right, yes. Warren it has been presented as a mostly computer user, mm-hmm. right? Like, Andrew is the demon summoning one, Jonathan is the low warlock, and yep. Warren does computer things such as building sex robots. Yes. So on that basis... This is not magical in nature. It's just some weird technological thing. Yeah, there's like a beam of stuff that goes to it and that inhibits her for a while. And it projects some sort of field while it's on her person. 
and it's got a self-destruct mechanism built into it too. Yeah. So yeah, I'm, it's and I'm actually like I'm actually fine with all of that, but then there's no room in there at all for Tara to be acting the way she is. <laughs> no. No, 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 no. It just paints the worst picture of Tara. At, yeah. Or like, Tara doesn't think that other people are real. It's It brings up so many awkward questions about what Tara thinks is happening here. And they're not addressed. <laughs> and when Buffy's doing her slow crawl across the quad or whatever is happening, people are like bumping into her yeah. at high speeds. Someone bumps into her and knocks her the fuck over. What? Like, wow. How though, even? How though even? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't make a lick of sense, but Warren gets 220 points for his attempt to test the Slayer, which, which is uh, a scoring metaphor that we really don't come back to. <laughs> I think they make a brief mention of how many points Andrew got, but then I'm not sure that Jonathan ever gets a total. Yeah. So I don't know who won. Yeah, this is a bit of a weird episode, ain't it? Okay, on it's to being wacky. a construction worker. It's a wacky so, one. <laughs> right, the inhibitor, like, she, Buffy finds it and it self-destructs. Fine, whatever. And he gets his points. Construction worker. Wacky stuff. Buffy's going to be a construction worker, too. It's going to be yes. Buffy shows up and the construction work workers are as misogynistic as you would stereotypically expect them to be. I think this is... <laughs> shockingly accurate likely probably and all it does is just make me wonder how xander managed to get her this job <laughs> given that she is a woman at all like haven't seen mm. how tiny she is he's like oh i pulled some strings and you're like what strings <laughs> it really seems Who? like the way this happened is he just showed up with her and, and just was like, like oh. yeah because he told them, hey, right. I'm going to bring someone a new. A friend. A friend, yeah. A non-gendered friend. Right. Yeah. Shows up and they're like, oh, god damn it, Harris. Because <laughs> he loses a lot of face this episode over this. So he loses a bunch of face when he shows up with this tiny girl that they think can't do anything because she does not look strong. In their defense, she does not look strong. That's sort of the premise of the show. Yeah. And she does immediately prove, hey, she can actually do this work and is actually too good at it, which I was pretty, oh, <laughs> uh, unions, man. Oh, <laughs> uh, you were triggered by this? When that union man was like, stop working so fast, I was like, this is what it's like. <laughs> this is very accurate. <laughs> That's just because you're management. <laughs> hey. You scum. I am scum, Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why, but I was continuously just like, "Oh, Buffy looks so cute in her hard hat." And <laughs> she does, though. It's not the and message you're supposed to take, but like, she looks so adorable in her little hard hat, and she's got a flower in her hair she's with got her, her like, pigtails, cute little tool belt too. Oh, she does. It's, it's so all cute. so cute. Oh it's because she's tiny and adorable. We can't she help ourselves. She's tiny and adorable. Yeah. And I've got a picture of the yeah, flower of in one flower, of her pigtails. Very, very good. Mm, yeah. It's so good. Yeah. It's absolutely I've also adorable. got a note here about how adorable Lil J is. I think I just <laughs> like cute. small things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's humans for you, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay, so we're on to Andrew's test here with the construction work. He's got his sweet pan flute. He does have a pan flute. Yeah. I wasn't sure whether it was pan flutes that he was blowing into or a pan flute. I think I that's know. one pan flute. Well, this this sort of transitions us nicely into our first segment, Pointless Pedantry. It's not ironic, it's just coincidental. The use of words expressing something other than their literal intention. Now that is irony. Oh, you mean the nerds and all of their arguments? <laughs> They're and super pedantic arguments. And I'm like, oh, I definitely don't know anyone like this. This isn't all cutting too close to home. This isn't true to life. Who would have oh. these conversations? What's the point of it all? <laughs> oh, boy. They're trying to get other things done. <laughs> if they could focus up, that would be a lot easier for them. Glad I don't know anyone like this or all yeah. of my friends. <laughs> yeah, when you get a bunch of us together, it just gets oh, magnified. Oh, yeah. we're terrible people. 
<laughs> and it's just this, right? It's yeah, this pointless it's pedantry of arguing over who's the best Bond, who yep. is, or, you know, Death Star details. I forget exactly what they're arguing over right now, but it's There's a lot of shit. Bond arguing in this episode, so it might be that. They come back to it a few times. They do. That is the argument <laughs> du jour for them. Yeah. I think... It might be some technical term that they're talking about, or... They yeah. have giant binoculars. I they wish I had gotten a picture binoculars. of how comically large their binoculars are. Because Hilariously that's part of, large. part of the joke here, right? Is they're yeah. trying to be so inconspicuous, but <laughs> In like... In this black van that keeps right. following Buffy around. And then they have these huge binoculars, and <gasps> later, I think, the stupid... Or no... During Warren's test, the yeah, fucking like antenna the roof comes opens out. and the antenna comes out <laughs> of the roof of this van. Yeah, it's You're amazing. Like, Ooh, inconspicuous, there, boys. It's so good. Okay, so Andrew blows into his pan flute singular and summons some demons to attack the Buffster on the job site, which is very dangerous and is definitely a lost time incident, costing them much money. You, oh my God, the. <laughs> The health and safety meetings that would have Fuck. to... After this? Jeez. No. Oh, it's just a logistical nightmare. God. Actually, this is why construction crews cover over health and safety violations. <laughs> because it just slows everything down. And their oh, only yeah. option then is to just be like, you know what? I slipped and hit my head. It definitely wasn't the unregistered worker that we brought in for a day super illegally who pushed oh. me over. She and gave is me this super head illegal. Yeah. Damn. Also, registered. that guy wasn't wearing his hard hat very well. None if... of these people are wearing proper <laughs> PPE, personal protective equipment. No, man. This guy has a vest. They sometimes wear their hard hats when it's convenient. They don't have safety glasses. What are they doing? They should be wearing work gloves. I think they probably have steel toes on at least. Hopefully. God. Hopefully. When the demons show up, Buffy takes off her hard hat and I'm like, no, that's your one piece of protection. What are you doing? Yeah, I don't know. How is it impeding her ability to fight these demons? It wasn't, you know? If that that hard hat is properly put on, it will not harm you in any way. It will help you so much against these gross faceless or mouthless demons. Like, I understand that, you know, Xander was trying to help her out, but how did he not see this coming? <laughs> Buffy's a demon magnet. <laughs> yeah, she really is. She brings all the demons to Sunny D. That's established fact. Yeah. Uh, okay, so yes, she fights them off. As she kills them, they turn to goo. She The scissor lift kill that she gets oh, where she sticks one's head amazing. into the scissor lift, unhooks the hydraulics and just has it crushed to death. <laughs> Amazing kill. Pro- oh. I think probably my favorite slay of the series. Terrible just... for that scissor lift. It's so expensive. <laughs> At least the demon turned to goo and mm-hmm. like isn't com- left just jamming up the scissor lift. But yeah, such a great use of construction equipment. Fuck, well it's done, so Buffy. good. Yeah, I really liked that. And yeah, they all turned to goo. And no one really wants to admit to being saved by a little girl. So it's just easier if she... Goes Aww. away now and stops being a uh, an OSHA hazard for them. <sighs> Such a hazard. Real and hazard. the like foreman had warmed to her or had begun to warm to her <laughs> until mm-hmm. she again pushed him and cut his head open. But unprovoked attacked him while technically saving him, but he didn't know yeah. that. Yeah, he was so, mildly concussed. This went about as well as everyone but Xander and apparently Buffy could have imagined. Yep. Yes, it oh, did. Oh, and. This is where we learn that Andrew took off the Death Star from the side of the van, (laughs) but did not remove the hilarious Star Wars themed horn. Horn. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. Uh. (laughs) Listen, you say very specifically that he can't have a Death Star painted on the side of it. Uh. You didn't mention the horn. And that's where the pedantry really slows them down, oh, you know? Oh, it's so good, yeah. <laughs> Buffy starts to get a little bit suspicious of what this van's yeah. doing here. Good times. Okay, so, failed at being a student, failed at being a construction worker. What is the next logical job? It's going to work at the magic box, which apparently, hopefully, has high enough overheads to support Buffy working there. It well, does not. Well, so, Giles is no longer involved in this business, 
Mm. Right? He has sold it to Anya? Given it to Anya? I'm not really sure. I thought he left it in her care, but like... I don't know. Like, she's technically he, admin, hmm. but he still owns it, as far as I can tell. Because, yeah, then they're trying to support a third worker, which really doesn't mm. seem very feasible. Although, no. again, mm, the rent on this place is rock bottom, so Rock bottom, Sunny D, yeah. yeah. Uh, we get some green mug watch. Yes, hashtag green mug hashtag watch. Green I had mug that. Watch. And then we see that the nerds have somehow snuck, I would say, multiple cameras in here. <laughs> yeah, a whole bunch How? of cameras in here. How? When did they do it? <laughs> when? So, yeah. bear with me. They used their Giles bot, or sorry, Giles oh. bot, to oh. come in here and oh, plant no. some cameras unsuspiciously. Wow. Mm-hmm. I mean, or they're just broken at night because Giles definitely doesn't have any cameras. Oh, he has zero cameras or zero security of any cameras. kind. Yeah. They do know that alarm spell, which is soups useful, but I can't imagine they're using it to protect the magic box. I mean, it would just go off with all of the patrons, right? Yeah, unless you have to uh, make it an alarm for a specific person Fine. or demon. Yeah. Because it was... It was uh, like, they made it sound like it was a specific glory alarm, you know? Yeah, fair enough. Okay, so Buffy is in here. She's got a wacky shirt on that has a silhouette of, I want to say Miss Frizzle on it, but that's probably wrong. <laughs> but it's like, it's a sequin uh, silhouette of some lady. Miss Frizzly. It could be a crown on the back of the head. I don't know oh, what this is. I definitely took that to be Next. a bun. It, it could be many things. I've gone more of a, in an Anya direction for this Ooh, yes. this scene. I've called this dots yes, braids no. Because <laughs> I'm really into her dot dress. It's white background and then covered in small multicolored dots. It's very cute. But her mm -hmm. braids, no, no, no. no. This face, no, no, no. <laughs> This yeah, face is super crazy that she's making. It's pretty crazy. It's when she's trying to encourage Buffy and tell her to go sell things to the woman. It's very manic. Okay, so yeah. yes, Buffy has to go make a sale. Giles gives her a bit of a pep talk before this about pretending that she's in the library. And I'm like, you mean scare everyone away with your spooky shit? Apparently that's <laughs> not what he means. And then Anya gives a few words of encouragement. I think telling Buffy to imagine that she is naked while interacting with <laughs> yeah, the customers. That's what Anya does. Yeah. Oh my god, it's such a good Anya line. Fuck, it broke me. <laughs> and I really like that Giles has the glasses clean in yes. his part of the scene, which is going to be quite funny later. <laughs> and then Buffy's wandering up to this new woman who's entered into the shop, and you get the guy trying to pick a candle, one that would be romantic, and you're like, what? What's the point of all of this? Mm, what is the point of all of it? Well, it's Lil J's time to shine. And wouldn't you just know it? He's done himself a solid time loop. He has. Oh, God, I have a lot of questions about this. Uh, let's answer those in our second segment, Timey okay. Wimey. People assume that time is a strict progression of cause to effect. But actually, from a non-linear, non-subjective viewpoint, it's more like a big ball of wibbly-wobbly, timey-wimey stuff. Oh, man. Oh, man. It's so problematic. Yeah, because you've done uh, a time loop and you're like, okay, uh, guys, how much do you think through this? Sure, you've got the Star Trek reference. You've got the X-Files reference to things that were similar to this. But sure. did you watch those? Because, like, it brings up questions. Yeah, I was in this weird fugue state of just accepting the time loop. Mm. And then... Stu said something that made me question, like, the bounds of my reality. <laughs> I don't <laughs> what know what that? exactly that was, but okay. just just the very idea that the nerds are watching her from outside the time loop. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So this is a local time loop, local to the magic box. You can't enter or leave it, right? But no, you can't. data yeah. can still get out, and the yeah. rest of the world is continuing outside of this. And Buffy's conscious of the time loop, but Buffy the other people the... in it yes. aren't. So Buffy's getting full-on Groundhog Dayed, mm -hmm. but no one else is, but the rest of the world is continuing on. So if she were to stay, stay in this time loop for, in the view of the nerds, like three hours, let's just right. call it that. The sun would she... move significantly. Right. When she solves it, 
are they all snapped out of the time loop three hours later? Yeah. Like, they've lost that time, right? That's the only thing that makes any sense. I think so, because, again, local time loop, so time outside of this continues as normal, and then eventually she'll sync it up and fix it, and that'll be time again. And really, the writers don't want us thinking about this, but it's the (laughs) only thing I can think about while this is happening. And all of that, I'm actually kind of okay with, like, the time just sort of sinking back up and and the people who were inside the time loop losing that time. Yeah. But the idea that the nerds can watch it <laughs> while it happens. Yeah, data oh. can still get in and out. And, so, like, just hand wave magic, I uh, guess. Yeah, pretty much. Ooh, hmm. boy. Ooh, boy. <laughs> so the parameters of the time loop, it's restricted yep. to the magic box. A customer comes in. Buffy has to help the customer and, what, get a satisfied customer is yeah, the boundary Yeah, has to satisfy the woman who wants the mummy hand. She wants the hand of a mummy and this hand is keen on strangulating someone. The hand is actually hilarious. Oh, it's so good. It, when the hand it, is good times. <laughs> when it gets the tongs and is just <laughs> snipping the tongs at Buffy <laughs> in a warning fashion like a crab oh, might. So good. <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, it's fun time. So it strangles Buffy. She stabs it with the knife. That this resets is not the loop. Satisfactory. Yeah. It strangles the woman when she manages <laughs> to bring it up to her. That's not good. No. I don't know what this woman's idea of this mummy hand is because when it's stabbed, all the power's gone because it's dead. When it's alive, obviously it wants to choke the fuck out of you. Why is it just left here under the magic box in no box? Like, yeah, this is my other question. Is this mummy hand acting like a regular mummy hand, or is this one particularly feisty because of the spell? My headcanon that simplifies a lot of this is that the mummy hand didn't exist until the time loop spell was cast, and, Mm. like, the woman didn't want a mummy hand until the time loop spell was cast. So it's just a really problematic thing that Buffy has to deal with, and that's why none of it makes sense. Yeah, okay. Yep. And it's uh, it's good times. I was thinking she might, like, tape it up, or she just has to satisfy a customer. I thought she might give the candle guy a much better experience at some point, but his experience just gets worse and worse until she's throwing <laughs> candles at him. And just telling him that, yeah, it's not going to work. His romantic evening is probably right. doomed. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I figured that was her way out of it. It's not. Instead, she says that she'll special order a a mummy hand for this woman and have it delivered to her house. And that Something that she learned just before the time loop started, actually. Oh, very nice. Pretty fancy stuff. But yeah, when she takes Giles' glasses right out of his hand and just (laughs) stomps on them because she's so frustrated. Oh, so good. Yeah, I do like all the elements of the time loop. It's good. It continues in the, the... proper way for a Groundhog Day type situation. It is fun. And they definitely managed to hit the sort of appropriate amount of time. Mm -hmm. Like, it's long enough that Buffy getting more and more frustrated is funny and, like, the things she's doing to try to get out of the time loop are funny, but then it doesn't go on so long that you get bored. Or that she comes out of it, like, 50 years later and the nerds are all Uh. aged. (laughs) I mean, Jonathan would have won at that point. That's for damn sure. Oh, for sure. Okay. This is my other problem with their entire system. Like, their whole rating system. I mean, it's arbitrary. I understand that. (laughs) But when Andrew says that from Mr. Giles' perspective, it only took a short amount of time for the Mm -hmm. test, you're like, why is that the perspective that matters? That is not a perspective that matters at all. I love that Andrew calls him Mr. Giles, though. It's adorable. (laughs) Okay, so that didn't work out great. Buffy forgot to charge a delivery fee, which will be taken out of her very meager paycheck for the day. So she may end up owing money to the magic box after this, and she decides she's done with it. She quits. That's bullshit. Yeah, I'd quit too. I'd be like, hey, maybe you should have trained me better if you wanted me to... uh..." Or like fucking pipe up, Anya. You're right here. You're right the fuck there. Yeah. I mean, Anya's perspective, though, that is lost money. Gotta come right. out of that. And she loves money. I mean, they exchanged goods for money, and they didn't get the appropriate amount of money, so mm-hmm. Anya's not happy. No. So Buffy goes a-drinking with one <laughs> Spike T. Bloody. <laughs> His name's literally William. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. <laughs> like, <laughs> you 
could have called him William T. Spike. There are so many better things you could call him. I started out with Spike and then needed to <laughs> were, fancy it up a lost. little bit. Jazz so, it up, you know? I have taken the worst face-related picture. <laughs> Excellent. Of our faces. <gasps> yes. <laughs> I've called it whiskey face. <laughs> that is good whiskey face. Poor Every Buffy. Every time Buffy <laughs> takes a shot of the straight alcohol and she's making that like noise, it's just so funny. <laughs> Spike's like, hey, Buffy, you're a creature of the night like me. You're not a schoolgirl. You're not a construction worker. You're not a shop worker. None of these things. Let's go do what we do best and be creatures of the night together. And Buffy is shit-based, so she agrees. And it's this whole thing of, like, Spike's trying to be the cool guy, but he forgot that he's still (laughs) kind of the butt of the joke sometimes. His idea of a good time in the (laughs) underworld is going to play cards. And that's fair. That is totally fair. The point that he makes where the people at this card table, this, like, demon bar backroom card table Mm -hmm. talk about the goings on in the underworld as they play is probably true oh it's so much better than killing everyone and trying to get information that way yeah but they know spike is killing their kind and he's brought someone with like someone that they probably recognize as the slayer with him Mm -hmm. why would they talk (laughs) yeah they're not going to but couple fun things from this scene. Uh, we've got that guy who I have recognized. He's all floppy. He's got a Clem! floppy face. He's got floppy ears. I wasn't sure of his name. So I was like flump or something, which is a Dungeons and Dragons <laughs> monster. I know. I know. But I thought it was similar. And then Clem, like, eh, I'm not that far off. I got the middle like sound pretty much sure single syllable it's all good not even a full syllable but yes clem isn't he good he is the grossest and his skin is so loose the way that clem is acting in this episode is more hostile than he will be shown to be in the future yeah right here he's just one of these three demons and they decide to bring him back i guess i don't know yeah like he doesn't really have any sort of distinctive personality i would say i don't think he's named yeah yeah he's not and in this episode he wasn't even credited as clem Mm -hmm. he's credited as like (laughs) it's something like loose skin demon right yeah (laughs) he makes a a comment about how buffy's skin is so tight he can barely (laughs) barely look at her (laughs) love Uh, it love it absolutely love it the other good thing to note from this is that (laughs) the demons are playing cards and it's a uh, a medium stakes game so they are playing for kittens because kittens are delicious (laughs) and it's funny i mean the kittens are adorable but at the same time i'm so horrified by the implications (laughs) of it all it's so good i love when buffy frees all of the kittens later she's like get away kittens and i mean the only phrase that i just hear running through my head is it's like hurting cats (laughs) as they're all trying to recapture the kittens but they've like they've put all the kittens in a wicker basket so spike can take his winnings like (laughs) oh he was accused of cheating which everyone was doing but, but uh, he has a straight flush. Like, he's definitely cheating. Oh, he's it's very super unlikely. Cheating. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love that there's a guy with x-ray vision who claims he's not using it. <laughs> Clem's uh, got his cards up the yeah. skin flaps. Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. And so Buffy, you know, she was sort of enticed to come here by Spike with promises of busting heads and getting information like she used to do to Willie the Snitch, right? Mm-hmm. And so when this doesn't happen, she's gotten pretty drunk at this point, but she basically tells Spike that he's super lame and that she's having a terrible time at this weird demon bar. He does not. He's not like this. Well, she gets mad at him and yells at him a little bit and then leaves because, yeah. I mean, he is pretty lame in her defense. (laughs) (laughs) That is not incorrect necessarily. (laughs) As we're leaving Clem for now, I want to bring up something that... I think you told me in error before. Oh, no. Which is, I think you had told me that the episode in which they're playing cards for kittens is the same episode that the loan shark pops up in. Oh, no, those, this whole kitten thing is coming back. Okay. 
Okay. Yeah, the kitten I thing is just a running joke. I mentioned the kitten thing and the loan shark, and you told me that's the same episode. So I figured it was just one episode in total. <laughs> the loan shark is after kittens. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. That makes so, a lot of sense. They're not going to be playing cards again. No. But so maybe I there just implied that incorrectly, as... but the, the kittens will come <laughs> back up. currency. Yes. <laughs> that's currency, yeah. Uh, so Buffy's left the bar. The nerds are having a fight about Bond actors, which is just like too real for my tastes. <laughs> and uh, she sees the van lurking uh... around the bar and she gets a bit suspicious. So she goes to investigate. As any good slayer would. But unfortunately, she's pretty drunk. She's at very this drunk. Incredibly she's drunk. She's had so much to drink, though. Oh, yeah. She will be very sick very soon. Oh, yeah. <laughs> And she's getting close to the van, and the most demony demon appears, and he's impressive, and his wings are like shaking as the stunt man is in the costume because they're pretty poor quality, but it all works so well because it's Lil J who's oh, <laughs> magicked himself up to be <laughs> this demon. Demon. The demon looks a lot like Satan in South Park. Yeah, like it's very much. Just, I'm a big red evil guy with wings and horns. Incredibly. Like, the most demon-y demon we have yeah. ever seen. And it's fantastic. <sighs> it's obvious that it's Lil' J. And Buffy, like, tries to kick him, but almost falls over because she misjudged uh, it. And then eventually gets a small kick in on the abdomen. And he just goes down immediately. I'm well struck! He's so lucky that she's so drunk. He's like, so lucky. He'd be so screwed otherwise. He'd be very dead. I just His love tiny it. human bones, man. As he's like, oh, you bested me. <laughs> but now I escape and like throws down a smoke bomb. And then yeah. you just see him jogging in the background. <laughs> as Buffy and Spike are like, oh, I got away. Oh, no. Presumably Spike is also pretty drunk at this yes. point. And so, yeah, the smoke bomb confuses them enough. And, like, they don't really care. <laughs> Just the demon running in the background. Oh, it's great. Yeah. Ay. So everyone's had their chance. They're crack at the Slayer. It's gone pretty well. Warren's all up on himself. He's feeling pretty good about this whole thing and gives the trio its name for the first time. This was not their intention, because they didn't know that Buffy's life is directionless currently. <laughs> yeah, they're, but they're just they... like, wow, she, what the fuck is she doing with her life? Yeah. This is really weird. But so they inadvertently managed to really screw up her attempts <laughs> to, you know, find what she's trying to do in life. Yeah, like they mess up college, <laughs> mess up construction, they mess up her new retail job. And yeah, like... It's she just ends the episode still not really being sure what it is she is doing or should yep. be doing. Yeah, she is super sick back at the Summers house. Oh no. Giles has been unsuccessful in his research about like what the fuck might be happening at all cuz various bad things have happened and there's nothing to tie them together. And they yeah. have their little heartfelt moment. Buff Buffy admits to Giles that she's screwing everything up. She's super bummed about it. Giles finally gets his hand on the shoulder moment that he wanted last episode after he gives her some delicious, delicious money. So much money. I mean, I don't know how much, but it seemed like a lot. Yeah, it's going to be enough money for for now to really help out. And I mean, full copper repipe, right? Oh boy. Yeah, she does need it. She really does need it. But it's uh, it's at a cost, really. It's at a cost for the relationship. It is, and... And she basically says, you know, like, with you here, it sort of feels like I have mom back. I'm so glad I can rely on you. And it's all things that Giles, I mean, he's not upset to hear them, but it's not great. He's very concerned about hearing that yeah. Buffy feels safe knowing that Giles will always be there always to protect her. Always be there, yeah. To like, solve all her problems. Yeah, Giles just gets a very good look on his face like, oh, Fuck. Yeah. All this did was give me more questions about, like, what Hank Summers is up to. Oh, my God. They bring up Hank he... Summers again. And, yeah. Shouldn't he have to pay for them? Something? Or like, some... one of them is a minor, <sighs> you know? <laughs> like, they're his children. <laughs> Shouldn't Buffy not be able to have, like, custody of her 
sister without this. I guess Hank right? just never showed up for the court date. That's what That's happened. That's true. Yeah. He never showed up for the court date when he would have taken guardianship <laughs> of his daughter. So they're like, well, guess your sister will do then. And Buffy Bot's like, yes, Dawn is my sister. <laughs> I will make her sandwiches. And they're like, yep, at least you're here. <laughs> oh, so that so is sad. our episode. Wow. Surely yeah. nothing will backfire here for Giles. No. Everything All seems good, to be going great. Um, who who won this episode? I'm tempted to say the nerds. Yeah, I think the trio did for sure. Trio? Yeah. For sure. Because they, again, pretty much scot-free get oh, yeah. away with messing with Buffy. And they actually do manage to collect a fair amount of data about her strength, her speed, like reaction time, that kind of thing. Is that going to be useful to them in any way? Probably not. Let's be honest. They're not going to fight her in hand-to-hand combat. Just the amount of fucking up her life they managed to do for the, for the like desired outcome that they wanted. Just, it's an amazing ratio. A really good return on investment for them. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Like they didn't, they didn't know how crucial of a time this was in Buffy's life. (laughs) Really messes her up. Do they know that Buffy was recently dead? No. No. No, they don't. (laughs) And yeah, Lil J starts this episode by saying that the Slayers always got a plan that she can see three steps ahead of whatever they're doing (laughs) and they need to try to put her off balance a little bit to like gain some sort of equilibrium here. And yeah, just has a really outsized effect on her that they were not expecting, but hey, good for them, right? Good for them. Do you have a favorite outfit from this episode? I was just thinking that. It's a tough one. Is it Buffy in her adorable hard hat and construction gear? Oh, yeah, you're right. So she's cute. just so cute. She is oh. cute. Oh, she's adorable. Not she's that adorable. she can't lift things or like be a very competent person. She can do that and be super adorable at the same time. She's so competent, the union's mad at her, man. <laughs> That's what you really want. Yeah. That's how you know you've made it. Michaela, do you like this episode? This is a weird one. It's, I would classify it as like a wacky magic fun time. Oh yeah, unquestionably for me. But then at the same time, it really has an underlying kind of depressing ending. And just throughout, like, you know, this is Buffy trying to fix her life. And we're like, oh, haha, isn't it funny how everything's going really bad for her? Welcome to season six. Essentially, I've just described season six. Yeah. So, I mean, I do, I, I do like the mummy hand one, (laughs) the construction part I could do without. And like, just the, the first one, the Warren one just makes so little sense to me that I have trouble with it. It paints Tara in such a terrible light. Such a terrible light. So, yeah. Like, I don't mind this episode, but again, it's sort of, I kind of feel the same way as I do about Flooded, where Mm. I'm like, I'm not going to sit down and watch that because I feel like it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Something to watch on a rewatch of the entire series, but nothing that you're going to pick out. I'm not dreading it, but... I think I had a better time with it than that in general. I, uh, yeah, I had a lot of fun. It's wacky magic fun. And yes, it has this undercurrent of incredible sadness and despair on Buffy's part. But that's just the season that we're in. It's fine. And we get to meet Clem. Part of it is probably me projecting onto Buffy a bit. Oh, yes. I'm like, I get you, girl. <laughs> I don't know what to do with my life either. What do you mean? <laughs> so You have a podcast. It's too real. Yeah, too real. <laughs> anyway. I am, I'm curious where this is falling on the um, Buffy Phenomenon web- website. Okay. 65 out of 144. Yeah, that's solidly in the middle. <laughs> So that feels pretty right to me. Yeah, a little bit left of the bell curve. That's fine. Yeah. And uh, do we have a review from our good friend Taylor Kingston for this one? Oh, boy, do we. The one. (laughs) Yeah, you're going to have trouble with this, but take as many shots at it as you would like. The one with the trio. Nope. The one where the trio tests Buffy. (laughs) Just leave the trio out of it. What the fuck? What? (laughs) The one where Buffy gets drunk. Nope. After Beer Bad, I really wasn't expecting her to drink this much. Uh, The one where Buffy goes back to school. The one that goes over and over. (laughs) 
<laughs> oh, please tell me Teeks has just just got the the time loop part of this. So that's the craziest thing is that this is a very thorough review. What? <laughs> okay, so I've this this review sent me into a bit of a. Uh, IMDb slash Wikipedia hole. Let me just what? let me just start it off with. I love this episode. It's so funny. It's like the charmed episode, deja mm. vu all over again. Mm. Now, <laughs> I don't know what the odds of this are. The fact that we were talking about charmed literally yesterday. Yep, it's pretty fucking weird. So, of course, I looked up the charmed episode, deja vu all over again, mm-hmm. and I found the Taylor Kingston review for it. <gasps> so i'm gonna finish this buffy review and then we're gonna move on to that oh my god this is such an extra special teeks that makes up for the past lack of teeks okay so this is a really long synopsis (laughs) i'm very tempted to just read the whole thing give her oh boy let's just do it in this episode buffy decides to get up and do something with her life First, she decides to go back to college, so she audits Willow and Tara's classes. But then something happens. Her time is skipping forward. That's because of because the geek trio, there were air quotes around that, have decided to take Buffy down a peg or two by having a contest. This is Warren's turn, making her think time is skipping forward. She gives up and decides to work for Xander at his construction site. This is Andrew's turn. He summons a demon to disrupt her at work. A and when demon. no one else can None see in... it, the crew what? thinks she's crazy. <laughs> That's so wrong. That is wrong it's on at least so two wrong. levels. Yeah. There are multiple Delightful. demons and other people can definitely <laughs> yep, see them. can see them. They just yep. pretend not. Okay. Continuing on. <laughs> she gives up and decides to work for Giles at the magic box. This is Jonathan's turn. He gives her a task, getting a muffy, mummy hand for a customer. And until she completes it, time will keep going backwards and she must repeat it all over again. What? <laughs> When she figures out how to complete the task, Anya reveals that she forgot to charge the woman for shipping. Buffy gives up once again. Then she decides to go drinking with Spike. This works out better. She finds the geek trio, but Jonathan has disguised himself as a demon so that Buffy thinks the trio isn't a part of it. Overall, I give this episode a 10 out of 10. (laughs) I like many things about that. I like the structure of three that it sets up because you've got the Mm -hmm. constant repetition of the phrase like she decides to do x but then gets tired and gives up sort of thing yeah i liked that several large inaccuracies that i love Mm, just delightful stuff fantastic was that a uh a nine out of ten ten but teeks what what i know this is why i love teeks again it's just like so much higher than i thought these would be it's wacky right this is what teeks lives for Mm, that's a good call yeah yeah it's funny, the uh, review above this one is just titled, I Dislike the Trio, <laughs> and is a 3 out of 10. <laughs> wow! <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, Teeks loves the trio. Yeah. This was what I was saying. Yeah. Okay. Other people do not. <laughs> it's very polarized. So, there are nine reviews mm-hmm. on here. I-, I can see three that are 10 out of 10. <laughs> There's a 3 out of 10, a 5 out of 10, and a 4 out of 10. <laughs> like Wow. Yeah. Okay, so Charmed. We were talking okay. about this yesterday. I learned that it was a WB show. Was it before yep. or after Buffy? Or concurrent? Charmed is from 1998 to 2006. Oh my god, so, so concurrent. It's pretty concurrent. Uh, I guess it would have started a year after Buffy. Yeah. And then went on a little longer. What the fuck? Okay. Because there are eight seasons of Charmed. So this episode, Deja Vu All Over Again... Is season one, episode 22, which I think means it's the season finale of season one. Okay. These are some major Charmed spoilers, yeah, listeners. That's fine. So, yeah, in case you're ever going to watch Charmed, I would just stop listening to us now. Now, on IMDb, this episode of Charmed has a 9.1 out of 10. Whoa, wow. So people love this episode. Okay. Okay, so I'm just going to read you this fucking Teeks review. Love I'm it. so excited. It's It's intense, man. Okay, here we go. <laughs> It's called The One Where Andy Dies. Whoa! <laughs> Teeks uh, loves them spoilers. <laughs> I absolutely love this episode. It's probably my favorite episode from this season and is one of my all-time favorite episodes from the entire series. In terms of season finales, it also ranks high. 
(laughs) Delightful. So good. So, okay. I mean, there's a, there's a synopsis of this and it's not going to mean anything to anyone, but it's pretty short. So I'm just going to fucking read it. Mm -hmm. In this episode, Inspector Rodriguez gets a new demon to help him achieve his goal to destroy the charmed ones once and for all. Tempest, a demon who can reverse time until Rodriguez is killing, is successful in killing the sisters. Each time the loop occurs, Phoebe discovers it a little faster, but it always leads up to Andy dying. In the end, Andy knows he will die, but goes to help anyway. The sisters speed up time, which defeats Tempest, and then while he makes one more attempt at killing them, Prue vanquishes Rodriguez. So, it's very much in the same style, right? Yep. But there are four fun facts. (gasps) Like, this is a really intense amount of fun facts. There's a fun fact about Phoebe's hair, a fun fact about Piper's necklace, a fun fact about the fact that this is the first episode where Phoebe has a premonition and is not destined, like, destined to stop it. Because apparently that's a thing in Charmed. Phoebe has premonitions. Like, sounds pretty powers that be nonsense to me. Then just stops them. Mm. There's a fun fact about how many evil things the charmed ones vanquished during season season one okay best part of the episode everything <laughs> worst part of the episode rodriguez <laughs> last appearance of angie trudeau evil beings rodriguez and tempest spells to accelerate time <laughs> <laughs> there's oh. just there's just so much stuff after the review oh it's delightful that's fantastic. yeah and i mean teeks loved this episode as well Obviously. 10 out of 10 yeah freaking redonkulous yeah Fantastic. god i just i have to imagine that teeks has done reviews of probably most of the charmed episodes as well just a lot of charmed from what i've seen because i've looked at taylor <laughs> kingston's imdb profile a few times mm, yeah there's also some sci-fi stuff that they've reviewed yeah Okay, fantastic. That's uh, that'll I think do it for this episode. Then, what is coming up next time? So the next episode is called "All the Way." Is "way" spelled weird? No, it's just spelled normal. Oh, okay. So remember how I told you that there was no Halloween episode, and that I went back on that almost immediately right. and told you that there was a Halloween episode. This is the Halloween episode. Okay. That I sort of don't feel like is one. I mean. I'm pretty sure that the air date is literally Halloween mm-hmm. because the air date of this one was October 23rd. So that paints a strong argument for it being a Halloween episode. Oh, it came out on October 30th. My mistake. Yeah. That's, yeah. Bad math, Michaela. But that's pretty, pretty Halloween-y. Mm-hmm. I will say that this is going to be sort of the, I would, the first episode this season to really be very focused on Dawn. Mm. Oh. Because we haven't really had one yet, right? She's gonna steal some shit. <laughs> uh, She's gonna steal lots gonna of have things. Wacky teenage fun times. Oh boy. She gonna steal <laughs> it all. You think that's just her, her entire character now? Gonna steal it. She sees something, she likes it, she <laughs> takes it. Doesn't pay for it. Climbing, Doesn't ask climbing for in it. your windows. Yep. Right? Hide your things. Hide your stuff. <laughs> yeah. Well. Oh god. That'll be fun. Everyone's looking forward to Donnerino and seeing what she's up to this season. And it's an interesting thing of like, what is the purpose of having Don around <laughs> now that she's not a mystical key that you can stick into a big door? Yeah, poor Don. Yeah. She really had her uh, moment of glory last season. Ah! Uh-huh. Yeah, you like that? I see that? what you did there. I liked it I, too. I don't think I liked it, but I did make a noise. <laughs> Excellent. So That's I all I wanted. Can- Take what you will from that. I have won. All right. <laughs> Until then, our listeners can find this episode up on the Reddit. That's buffy.reddit.com. They can find it on SoundCloud. They can email us on beyondthenew.hellmouth at gmail.com, which is in the show notes. They can find the pictures on the Facebook, and they can reach out to us personally on Low, which is a social network for cryptocurrency traders and newbies alike. <sighs> I don't think it's actually based on blockchain, though. Oh. Again, my terminology on this is all fucked up, even though I'm uh, yeah. some sort of computerman. But sure, whatever. Yeah. I'm on there at Off to Work We Go, Michaela. I'm on there at Heidi Low, neighborino. Very nice. And until next time, farewell, farewell from, from the, the Hellmouth. Hell Hello.
Hellmouth. Hellmouth.